seven years, I've kept us safe. And, and now, what, suddenly you're all acting like you can't trust me? Anything can happen when you're this close to the end. Welcome to Uranium 235, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes to Meet Me. This is an intermittent podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 7, Episode 19, Empty Places. We'll be talking about the plot, we'll be talking about the characters, and we'll be talking about choices. So spoilers abound for this episode. Every episode before and after, the comics, and probably other shows and movies. Sometimes our podcasts end up with you trying to kill me. I'm not fond of those. Or start with you trying to kill me. And by killing me, I mean not want me to jam my knee into your leg. <laughs> just, you know, just a random example. One of us is being attacked. <laughs> uh, welcome back. My name is Kelly. I'm here to talk about Buffy with my wonderful co-host, Stacia Say Hello. Hello. <laughs> And my other co-host, Daniel, say hello. I'm trying to listen to your podcast here, Buffy, but the audio must be balanced to my left. Ah, I was thinking of a way to use that one, and you did it. Good job. Uh, but we're here to talk about Empty Places, originally aired on April April 29th, 2003. Can you believe it? Written by Drew Z. Greenberg, the sixth and final episode for him. The last one he did was episode 13, The Killer and Me. Directed by James A. Contner. We are here to talk about Empty Places. Originally aired on April 29th of the year 2003. Written by Drew Z. Greenberg. This is the sixth and final episode for him. The last one he did being The Killer and Me. Episode 13 this season. And directed by James A. Contner. 21st and final episode for him. Last one being potential episode 12 this season. He is, I think, the most prolific director of the series. He might be tied with somebody else. David Solomon's the first one that comes to mind, and he's, he did 19. Uh, so, yeah, James A. Connor and Drew Z. Gerberg, R.I.P. Gonna, you know, Drew Z. Gerberg was a late addition to the show, but he uh, he did some pretty solid episodes, The Killer and Me maybe notwithstanding. I would love for you to tell me what happened in this episode, but first, I believe we have some breaking news. Do you remember back in the show we used to have a news segment, and I used to make you play the MTV news thing and everything, and I pretended I was Kurt Loader, and by I pretended, I mean you had robots pretend you were Kurt Loader. Anyway, news! Also, in 2023, RIP to MTV news, they finally shut it down after how many years? It still existed? It just, well, it, it, that was news number one. It still exists. And news <laughs> number two is that it's over. And they did find Kurt Loader from under his rock no shit. to get some, uh, you know, how do you feel, Kurt? And uh, he, he said how he felt. He was sad. Anyways, breaking news. <laughs> Good evening from our studio here in San Francisco, California. My name is Chip Matthews, and we have breaking news from Sunnydale a small town just to the south of us. There appears to be some kind of major life-threatening disaster occurring that is causing people to flee the city in droves. Joining us now, live from the gruesome scene, is KGO TV correspondent Winifred Makepeace. Winifred? Thank you, Chip. As you can see, it is an absolute chaos here in Sunnydale. 
it isn't. It is absolute chaos here in Sunnydale. I can only assume that a giant Godzilla-like, but for legal reasons definitely not Godzilla, kaiju monster is tearing through the street of downtown. Traffic is clogging all both lanes of Maple Court. Some people have abandoned their vehicles in hopes of escaping this obvious, malevolent, and immediate threat. I've sequestered myself inside this remarkably small sporting goods store in an attempt to avoid the ire of whatever horrible force is out there. The number of people with suitcases walking at a brick pace, brisk pace in the general direction of Los Angeles is definitely at least 10. We're going to head out onto the street to see if we can possibly catch a glimpse of this menace firsthand. Okay, we're walking onto Maple Court now. It's truly pandemonium. I can't, I can't quite see. We, we don't have a visual of the creature yet, and we aren't hearing any roars or buildings being destroyed. I'm not... I'm not sure yet exactly what everyone is running from, but oh, oh, ma'am, ma'am, I know this is a very dangerous time, but do you have just a moment to slow your jog to a walk so you can tell our viewers what's happening here? What has you so afraid that you're leaving Sunnydale with what appears to be a garbage bag full of dishware? It's just like a general bad vibe, you know? I just felt like I should leave, and I saw my neighbors packing up their stuff, and I was like, are you guys feeling those bad vibes? And they were like, yeah. We totally feel them. So we're going to leave. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to leave too. <laughs> Have you been a resident of Sunnydale long? Yeah. Um, I don't know. For like 10 years? When was 1988? So you were here when the high school was bombed then? Uh, that was so sad. Like a lot of kids died. And I'm pretty sure the mayor died too because I don't think we've had one since then. But I already graduated. Razorbacks class of 92. Woo! And that means you were here a couple of years ago when we heard reports of some kind of unknown humanoid creatures falling through a lightning rift in the sky. They apparently took over entire buildings and ran through the streets attacking and sometimes eating people. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. But, like, I live on the other side of town, so I didn't really get involved if you know what I mean. I did see that totally jacked up apartment building afterwards. It was like all goopy and burnt. So gross. And then a little over a year ago, there was a vicious motorcycle gang that descended on the town and caused massive amounts of property damage and I believe committed at least one murder, correct? Yeah, but it's like, who hasn't thrown a rager that's gotten a little out of control, right? So none of these horrible events have made you want to leave town? No way. I live, I live here. here. But this, uh situation happening now this has made you want to leave can you tell me why it's just bad it's just like a bad feeling it just feels like really bad you know thank you ma'am uh good luck with the evacuation i hope you make it somewhere safe soon uh I i'm gonna kind of just wander around for a bit and see if i can find anything these are um these are unquestionably terrifying times for the citizens of sunnydale and we will be here on scene as the story of what just has to be a once-in-a-millennium catastrophe unfolds. Uh, reporting live from Maple Court, I'm Winifred Makebrees, KGO-TV News. Well, I'm so glad we got that very important news update. Stacia, can you tell me what happened in this episode of Buffy? Oh my god, you told me the plot was going to be short this week. It is shorter, shorter. than normal. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, people and Clem are leaving Sunnydale because a kaiju is attacking. Giles goes to the police station to hopefully get info on Caleb and brings Willow along. You know, <laughs> the magic junkie with a penchant for manipulating people's minds to do mind control magic. Willow and Buffy visit Xander in the hospital. Well, Willow visits Xander. Buffy does a drive-by to pick up intel from the police department because Willow took the file with her to the hospital for some reason instead of giving it to Giles to take back to the Scooby HQ. But whatever. 
Xander is still missing an eye and jokes about his new loss of depth perception. And this makes Willow real sad. So sad. Anya and Andrew <laughs> are going through a sit rep with the potentials in the basement. Anya reveals that she got information on the Turacon from somewhere that's not important because we need to move this along. No one cares about goblin vampires anymore, though, because Nathan Fillion is on the show now. Buffy heads to La Casa de Summers with a police file that Giles could have already taken to the house, but actually... Where is Giles? Buffy sticks around just long enough for Kennedy to make her feel like shit by saying that Caleb has the ability to render a slayer useless in just one punch, which, while objectively true, still stings. So Buffy takes her hurt feelings to the high school so she can cry in private. I mean, pick up her myriad and important personal belongings. She stares at a picture from the set of season two of Buffy the Vampire Slayer so hard that Caleb is able to walk into her office unnoticed. He references a Bob Dylan song and says some bad guy dialogue and then throws Buffy through a window. An inside window. A window that is inside of the admin office that looks into the hallway. Not an exterior window. Interior! Jesus. <laughs> Buffy gets knocked out and Caleb leaves instead of killing her because we've got three more episodes to go, baby. <laughs> Giles sends Spike on a mission to a mission in Gilroy where Caleb may have previously done some murdering. He sends Andrew with Spike because Andrew is annoying the shit out of Giles. Faith takes the potentials to the bronze because the potentials are annoying the shit out of everyone. Buffy comes home and is very mad that Faith took the kids to the bronze in there and goes there to yell at Faith and retrieve the children. At the bronze, where there are many people, despite the Sunnydale mass exodus, Faith gets thoroughly beaten up by some supposedly possessed cops. But she's a goddamn slayer, and the cops decided to not use those guns they were threatening to use after all. So she ends up kicking their asses in the end. Buffy shows up late to the party and feels a little ripped off that she wasn't invited. So she punches Faith in the face to make up for it. Up? Or maybe down? Who knows? In Gilroy, Andrew and Spike conveniently find an exposition device in the form of an traumatized monk with survivor's guilt. He shows them a super old inscription on a wall that's written in ancient Greek, but the words are actually Latin. Luckily, Spike can read Greek and speak Latin, so he gets the message. It is not for thee. It is for her alone to wield. Cryptic. Back at Fort Summers, the gang's all here, minus Spike and Andrew, and add one principal wood. Buffy tells everyone she has an awesome new plan that is totally original and going to change everything. We're going back to the place where Rona got her arm broken, Xander lost an eye, and two of you died because it has to be important, right? I mean, why else would the ga bad guys be hanging there? Everyone loves the plan, and they all charge into Caleb's vineyard, where it turns out he really did have a magical axe all along, and Buffy cuts him in half with it. The end! Just kidding. <laughs> Everyone tells Buffy why she's an idiot, and then they kick her out of her own house for the crime of having bad ideas. Buffy tearfully tells Faith that she's the mom now, and then walks out into the street alone again for the second episode in a row. Good job. Good Thank job. You. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, shouldn't you be down at Hogwarts? Okay. Hey, you want to know some facts about this episode real quick? Yes, you do. This episode marks the final appearance of Clem and the Bronze. R.I.P. Clem. Oh, and the Bronze. R.I.P. the Bronze. And the Bronze, yeah. Caleb's Vineyard is called Shadow Valley, the opposite of Sunnydale. Ooh, <laughs> clever. <laughs> I believe that killed Daniel. Why bother? Nothing works. So what kind of wow? So what kind of band plays during an apocalypse anyway? Nerf herder, of course. 
<laughs> Finally. Finally. Uh, Nerf Herder was formed in Santa Barbara in 1994 by Perry Grip, who we know all about because I did a little thing about him a couple episodes back. He does vocals and guitar. Charlie Dennis, who does bass, and Steve Sherlock, who did drums. He's no longer in the band. Uh, the name comes from a line in The Empire Strikes Back, duh, where Princess Leia calls Han Solo a stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking Nerf Herder. Joss Whedon said that Alison Hannigan brought the band to his attention by constantly playing their eponymous 1996 debut album during production of the first season. Joss contacted the band to compose Buffy's title music, and they turned it around in a matter of days. So, you know, Nerf Herder finally making an appearance. And I have to say, when Don was like, who is this band even? And you were like, mm, who indeed? Dorks. And I was like, yeah, the dorks. The number one dorks of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> that, that was funny. If you, um, if you studied Tagler and Mythic Rites and are a complete dork. Huh. And how come Xander didn't laugh? I don't know that Tagler and stuff. Giles may have been trying to get rid of Spike again after all because the mission that he and Andrew road trip to is in Gilroy, California, which advertises itself as the garlic capital mm. of the world. Mm. Mm. Vampires hate garlic. Wow. I know. Can you believe? Mm. Okay, trivia time. Mm. A single solitary trivia question for you. Hands on the buzzers. As mentioned, this episode marks the final appearance of the bronze. Can you name the episode in which it first appears? The Harvest. Incorrect. Lie to me. Daniel. Incorrect. So close. Never kill a boy on the first yes. date. Welcome to the Hellmouth, uh, the very oh, first episode. Wow. I know, right? Boss. Almost made it. Uh, made it to 141 episodes of 144. I mean, I guess not technically. They weren't in every episode, no, but still. They weren't. They were gone for like two years. <laughs> you were so close. I could have given it to you, but uh, I'm bound by honor. L- laws. Anyway, Station, what do you think about this episode? <laughs> uh, this episode is a big empty loser. Big empty loser, I agree. Empty places, empty losers. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. You want to elaborate? No. Okay, great. Daniel, what do you think about this episode? I've never done a best and worst list, so I'm just going to do it really fast. Best, Allison Hannigan and Nicholas Brendan in the hospital. I love friendship, so I'm in. Um, <laughs> Faith calling out friendship Buffy. Is magic. Friendship is magic. Uh, Faith calling out Buffy correctly. Uh, this is someone who thinks she's a cop. I'm here for this. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love Robin with faith so good you uh, live around here right uh no not exactly well it's the center of town really um the lingering shot of buffy's face after robin says that faith has the floor absolutely one of my favorite moments as well <laughs> so good the worst uh buffy summers have you heard of her she is awful um i'm really really tired we're gonna go into it a lot i'm sure but like i'm tired of buffy's bullshit so much um and the show like hates her like, right now, like, doesn't like her, but for, like, different reasons than they should. And, like, it, it's all going to get resolved stupidly. And I kind of hate it because, like, what people are saying is kind of right, but not totally right. I don't know. It kind of sucks. Um, and then I'm, I'm really tired, again, as we all are, of treating Dawn like shit. I'm really mm. – what a tired storyline. What a terrible storyline. I really wish that um, instead of just ignoring Dawn, as she always does, she said something like, I know you're not my sister. Like, I wish, I know it's the monk yeah. shit, but I wish that we broached something that Buffy can truly have to be sorry about. Like, something yeah. really fucked up, especially because this is my house, I live here too, and it's like, no, you're not, you're a fucking key. Stop, stop. You're just a fucking mm-hmm. figment of my, like something really hurtful. That would have been really top notch, something that Buffy would have to come back from. But this is just crazy. She just looks like a sociopath. I don't really like it. Um, I'm going to take from you, Stacia, and call Kennedy by other president's names in this episode, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. just so we're not confused here, or the listener. Um, so Amanda and Carter, um, mm-hmm. 
talking to Faith was a super low point for me. Like just them coming up because they're the only two that get paid in this episode. Well, and Rona to talk was really bad. But her roasting uh, Buffy and saying that Caleb beat her up, I thought was really great and good stuff. The bronze, good stuff. Uh, And then finally, the weird. So that was the best. That was the worst. And then the weird. Um, The the bronze shooting scene, like, I mean, having guns, like shooting the, mm-hmm. that was insane. Like every time they bring out guns, it's very strange uh, to me. And then, like I said, the ousting of Buffy is such a weird moment. And I wish that they did it better. And it just comes off really stupid. And um, yeah, this episode really sucks. Really, really bad. And I'm sad that I can't put it lower than I, than I can. Uh, I agree. This episode's bad. I didn't rank it super duper low, but it's mostly on the backs of the kind of stuff you said. I just love faith. Oh my God. Yeah. Faith in season seven is the best faith. And she just like makes every scene better. She's just, wonderful and I she carried that. this episode for sure i mean i liked her at the end too i mean i love the like you know um everything getting hoisted upon me the power to like take care of things and like they voted mm-hmm. me in whatever the fuck that was but like i like it you know I, i'm excited mm-hmm. to see her in the next episode what she does and of course she's immediately the cool aunt she would she obviously be the cool aunt like yeah. of course she is um I, I've definitely ragged on the show multiple times uh, and will continue to for telling us things that are bad instead of showing us because they usually can't afford to. Um, so they have to do it heavily with dialogue. So I feel like in this episode, they're like, we're going to show you how bad it is by everybody leaving, but not give a reason. It's like they completely missed the fucking point. They're like, oh, you want you want to see how bad things are? Well, people are leaving. We don't know why, but they're, they're leaving. And then the cops acting absolutely psychotic because the hell the mouth is doing something to them but then everyone else is mostly fine so it only affects people that are already assholes i am guess I, maybe who knows how that works am i supposed to see the cops acting psychotic as like unnormal i thought that was just a normal reaction to be honest <laughs> that was not something that i thought was but you're right they're definitely being impacted by the by the the hellmouth right i didn't even clock that right, i thought right. they were just like yeah we're going after faith because warrants i don't know I, I really believe them well i mean totally i thought they were just you know, shitty cops. And then Kennedy specifically had the line of, uh, yeah, these cops are getting all hellmouthy, or Don did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, to emphasize that that's why they were being over the top. Because if the police force was like this all the time, and this was par for the course, we have a different show we needed to start writing immediately because this is a huge fucking problem. Well, yeah. Um, Caleb is so dangerous. We're all so scared of him. But he doesn't kill Buffy. You know, Faith is. Faith is the best, like I said, and Spike and Andrew is really cute, but I thought everything that happened in this episode happened in the next episode, so in my mind, this was 45 minutes that we could have done almost anything else with, and we chose to do nothing. So, cool. Okay, but clearly something else happens in the next episode, because this doesn't happen in the next episode. But I don't think enough (laughs) happens in the next episode for this to have been two separate ones. Well, since you didn't remember this episode... Slash the next episode, the next episode. TBD. We will revisit next week. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it wasn't great. No, was that good? Good analysis. That was good. <laughs> wasn't great. That, that worked. <laughs> okay, so the biggest thing about this whole episode, obviously, is the mutiny aboard the SS Buffy Summers. Her uh, so her plan to go back to the vineyard and fight Caleb again for even zeroer reasons than the first time. Uh, but this time she gets evicted, right? So what do we think, first and foremost, same as it ever was, this new old plan? Stacia, still a bad idea? Clearly still a bad idea. Great. Daniel, still a bad idea? <laughs> Stupid. Terrible idea. Yeah, absolutely. See, okay. I think she kind of has a point. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I think the logic is somewhat sound of being like, yeah. if... 
these if the seal mattered, like if these things actually matter, would he be at those things? He's not. He's at this stupid vineyard. We, I, I know I was wrong. And I know people got hurt, but like. I think there's still something there. Mm. Now, that's the point where you step back, listen to criticism, and maybe make some kind of a real plan instead of let's just go because I want to go. Yeah, yeah. But I think that the the plan, the idea itself, like the, the thought process is not out of control. No, I agree. I agree too. That like, that's pretty sound that maybe they should go. Yeah, but instead of being like, I think there's something there, we need to find out what it is. Willow, use your magic. <gasps> she has that. Uh, Faith, let's go on a reconnaissance mission, just the two of us. Spike, why don't you do some vampire stuff and fly up into a window or something? I don't know. Like, literally anything to get slightly more information, because clearly your plan last time didn't work. Right. So if you do the exact same thing again, why would you expect there to be different results? Correct. Right. I mean, I, I, I did note that, Kelly. I said, you know, we never talk about this ever, but like Caleb is still in the winery, the same way that Glory was in her fucking house in Sunnydale. <laughs> why don't we... <laughs> Set an explosive, like get Xander back on military hey. guy and blow this motherfucker up. Or again, Willow write a spell. I mean, I mean those honestly. are the two things I said. Explosives or Willow do a spell. Like we don't do anything. Yeah. It's it's unreal. Like she's not wrong. He's there. It's dumb to run in. Right. But come on. We gotta do something different. That's a good point about the explosives or the magic. Like like we what we did, we learned very little last time we did this plan. But what we did learn is that there's no one in there yeah. except for bad guys. Yeah. There's just bringers and Caleb. So there would be no collateral loss if we just exploded that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Call Riley. So I mean, where's just... Riley with the airstrike? Hey! Airstrike. Boom, I mean, boom, honestly. Boom. <laughs> Riley with He's tear-assing <laughs> through the jungle. Get him to tear-ass over to Sunnydale. It's been two years. He's still tear-assing. Still. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know boys and their stuff. toys. <laughs> God. Ugh. Riley. Okay. Jesus Christ. The Black Ops life, it's working out for you? Don't suck. I got dental? Yeah, we're covered. So, if this is a Why bad... hasn't Buffy called all her ex-boyfriends, though? Well, it's also wild because, well... like, this this country today, 20 years later, is so militarized that you know that the Sunnydale PD, incompetent or not, would have fucking, you know, nuclear rocket launchers that Buffy could go and use. <laughs> yeah. But, like, back 20 years Absolutely. ago, pre, pre-Iraq War, we were not so, you know, militarized. So, like, it kind of tracks that this small town, quote-unquote, wouldn't really have much. But, I mean, why don't you just walk in there and take them? You know, Willow was basically doing fucking incantation spells or whatever you would say like to you know glamour them right if you're on true blood like just just do that again and go steal some weapons yeah. what are we doing they probably have grenades somewhere they something i mean i think there's got to be a magic equivalent of a bomb we probably have done something oh, like that yeah. before and yeah the there was an entire weapons cache of military grade bullshit for them to steal a bazooka from when they needed I to mean, Clearly, she still had that rocket launcher that we saw. Right, because she went to the <laughs> we did talk to about kill, this. I know to <laughs> kill Principal Wood. Exactly. Like, why didn't she bring that with her? God damn! What are we talking about here? <sighs> why didn't they bring that? Because they're not supposed. We're not supposed to remember this, guys. We're not supposed to remember. You're right. Holy shit! Yeah. That's bad. It's really. Bad. And again, the answer is always going to be: we have three more episodes to fill. We really <laughs> fucked up the pacing of the season. <laughs> what can you say? Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. I think they literally could have just done like a pause and done a bottle episode if they felt like the timing was off, though. Mm, like, mm, there are better mm. ways to handle this oh, than to. <laughs> we could have hung out with Xander in the hospital. I would have rather done that. Yeah. I would have done anything but this. Anything, almost. Yes. I mean, I feel like 
my quibble with it is I think that if you ask the people working on the show, they wouldn't be like, oh, it was a mistake. Because if they said that, I'd be fine with it. I'd be like, I get it. Sometimes that kind of stuff happens. But I think they'd be like, no, I think we nailed it on timing. Everything happened exactly the way you wanted it to. And then that's where I'd be like, you're wrong and you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if they do. I wonder if they do try to justify it because it just seems incredibly weak at the end of the show. Uh, I, I don't. Maybe they do love this. There, I don't know. It's hard to believe that. I'm thinking of the commentary from last week, but because the shot legit, it's the same one as Buffy walking alone down the street. Yeah. Um. And whoever, God, sorry, the it was Nicholas Brendan, and then whoever the director was, I think, that was doing the commentary. Um, they were like, we just, oh yeah, no, it was the writer. It was fucking um Drew Goddard. Anyway. Drew Goddard was like, yeah, I just love those scenes of Buffy was walking down the street alone. I'm like, yeah, you guys must. And not realize that, like, there's we could do other things. I don't know fucking hell. So I doubt that they're aware enough that they were like, yeah, we, the pacing with this was wrong. Or they or they just don't think it is. Like, they either didn't notice or they think that it's great the way it is. Like you said, I don't think there's <laughs> this was not a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they would say it was a mistake. No, yeah. no. I think they would say we're, I, we're putting too much into it. They're, they would tell us that it's a... An hour of TV, twenty-two times a year, and worth overthinking yeah. this because they they didn't put this amount of effort in. They they don't get paid enough to do that. So, here you go. It's hard with the ensemble casting too of these bigger old network shows. I think that just the way TV was structured, and I don't know. I'm just making this totally up, but you can't get away with like true bottle episodes as easily where you can not have the cast in it. But I feel like, you know, the Zeppo is a bottle yeah, episode. Totally. Like that. Everybody's there, but they're in it for one and a half minutes if you're not Xander. And that totally works. And if your problem is that we need to at once, which is a problem, uh, make it seem like everything's really desperate and we're running out of time to save the world, but also we have to stretch that time because 22 episodes we got to fill. I think you could do parallel stories where like we just spiral out, right? Like this week we're going to focus mean, on I mean, Andrew what... and Spike could have been one episode. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and and this week, but they're all 24-hour style taking place yeah. around the same couple of yeah. hours. So it feels like we're getting I mean, more and time, it would, but we're not. It would be really interesting too then because then you could give the audience little bits of information that they're like putting together as it goes you know so that like something that you learned in the first episode with Andrew and Spike means something when we get to the Buffy episode and she Mm. puts it all together and you're like holy shit yeah you know what I mean I think that avoids duplicative uh, or exhausting exposition Mm -hmm. because you have to be like we we did this like the Anya thing like Mm -hmm. oh we we just know this now Mm -hmm. that sucks if you had an Anya adventure you Mm -hmm. could know that organically yeah no, I mean, what you're describing, Kelly, yeah. is lost 100%. I mean, it's you would have yeah. the point of yeah. views. And not only that, but their penultimate episode was a bottle episode where we met the man in black and the man in white. And we saw the origins mm. of them on the island. Like, it didn't feature anyone in Lost, the second to last episode of that show. So, right. yeah, it, yeah, yeah, they really set the precedent. I mean, again, a lot of people don't like that shit, did not like that episode and don't like the finale, obviously. Uh, lost is famous for that. But, like, they tried it. I mean, they, they tried to do it. Obviously, it was after Buffy, but... Would somebody try to take that chance again? Who knows? But I like that idea of a bottle episode or honestly, just focus on the characters. You brought up last week, Kelly, that, you know, Xander had one line and Willow had one line. And I'm just looking for that now. They ha- once again mm-hmm. had one fucking line, basically, where they said almost yeah. nothing. And I'm just I'm I'm so over it. Rona and, and Kennedy slash Clinton slash whoever has all the lines. <laughs> and I'm, I'm fucking tired of it. I'm tired of our friends being sidelined. It's It's awful. Yeah, I think that is one of the things that really drags this um, season down is when you finish an episode, you think back and you're like, what did that, like, 
What even took so much time? Because yeah. we didn't actually hang out with our friends. I don't know what's going on with Willow. I don't know what's going on with Xander. Like, Xander had his eye poked out, and we get, like, 30 seconds with him. Yeah. And then we move on. And it's just, like, a lot of random bullshit that feels extraneous. And then at the end, it's like, well, we ran out of time. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> the the Xander and Willow scene in the hospital is especially especially upsetting because they only put that in there to highlight how shitty Buffy is now. Yeah. She won't even hang out with her friends even for one second. That was the only reason it was there. Like, If you really wanted to do that, let's spend some time with our friends. You know who else has spent time with our friends? Us! We don't spend time with them at all! So, like, if you're trying to twist a knife here, you have to wait a second for the knife to twist. Like, you, you, you have to actually let it land and let something happen instead of a three-second scene, and then we're back to fucking hanging out with stupid assholes we don't care about. Like, And that's really it, though. It's like, I mean, you could have had a whole episode just with the three of them talking about what friendship is and what we're doing and the fact that Buffy doesn't sit around and play cards with them. That's all that they want. And by her leaving, yeah. they're leaving she's leaving a hole where somebody should be and like you could do a whole episode on that and then her mm-hmm. stepping down or her being ousted like that because you can still have it go dark and them say maybe you should leave you're a little too intense you're not thinking about the girls or whatever you can still have the same logic but it could be them doing it and instead of some democracy of 15 year old girls like get out of here with this bullshit <laughs> it's awful the way that all it all went down it should have never had 45 extras on set it should have been our principal cast ousting Buffy it just feels so weird mm-hmm. I mean she left on her own obviously but like I just wish it was Buffy and or, uh, Willow and Xander were the ones doing it yeah that's all so interestingly so the scripts change a lot like there's the initial version of the script and it could be like six or seven versions before they actually do what the one they filmed right um, but the version of the script that I have um, Juicy Gerberg's or maybe original script it's kind of hard to say it, it's the white script they have like color codes of which version is which uh, is a lot harsher during mm. that scene. Um, Buffy throws in Giles's face all the stuff that she's had to sacrifice. Again, I mean, we've kind of already done this before right. to to d- be, get where she's gotten. And he's like, like I haven't, like your choices haven't impacted my life. Like Jenny, mm. like like throwing stuff up from like mm. the deep past. Let's do it. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's. That's way more harsh, but I like that better. And you can go the flip that 180. In the same episode, within the span of 20 minutes, Childs goes from, we all have your back, to get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> With almost no lead up right. beyond, this is a bad idea. Get out! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Listen, we're fighters, all of us, but you got to give me something to fight. Something real, not... Windmills. And what an arc for him to still care about Jenny after all this time. Like that would have been a great right? moment, and like, and have everybody do that 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 look where they're like, oh, a very knowing look. Uh oh, this is knowledge that we weren't supposed to have. <laughs> but Kennedy is a, is allowed to have that too because she's part of our cast now, so she right, gets right, to also be like, yeah, I know her. It's real. Oh, that's what she threw in his face. She was like, like you killed Ben or something like that because uh, no one else knows that he did that theoretically except for him and Buffy. But they cut that before, so they cut this now. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's a, it's a dumb scene. Let's keep talking about it. So, the ousting of Buffy. What the fuck? Okay? This is her house, and I absolutely thought the same thing. I was like, she should just be like, you're not even real. This is your house. <laughs> it's a brutal thing <laughs> to, to say. Like, but <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like in this version, this Drew Gerberg version of the, the script would have maybe maybe done, thrown that in there, too. I don't remember yeah. if it was in there or not. But, um, so... Can people not disagree and still live together? Sasha, why kick her the fuck out of the house? I don't think she can stay. Really? Why not? 
I mean, how could you have her stay? You're just loving this, aren't you? You have no idea what I'm feeling. Come in here. Take everything that I have. I mean, you did it before. Did you tell them that? Did you tell them how you used to kill people for fun? Hey, you guys think that's nifty? Buffy, that's enough. I didn't come here to take anything away from you, but I'm not going to be your little lapdog either. I came here to beat the other guy, to do right however it works. I don't know if I can lead, but the real question is, can you follow? Okay, you could just disagree. You're like, Buffy, Buffy, Buffy. I mean, Faith even went to go say, she's like, I think we just need to chill for a minute, just to chill. So he's like, you could take a time out. You know, why, why don't you go, I mean, you go take a walk. You love taking walks alone down the middle of the street. You love it. It's your favorite thing. Go take a walk. We'll see you in a cool 30 minutes. And you know, we're not, we're, but we're not doing your plan. So, so now you have a choice. You, we're, we're not doing your plan. You can stay here. We're not doing your plan. You calm down and we're not doing your plan. Or you can leave. But to be like, you can't stay here because we don't want to do your plan. I don't know. Um, I think it was more, it was less about the plan and more about like, we've decided you can't lead anymore and we know you can't follow. Ah, Faith did have that line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Daniel, do you think that, that Buffy had to leave? I, I mean, Dawn told her to leave, which was really intense. I mean, I, I don't know if mm-hmm. leaving was even on the table until Dawn was just like, bitch, you have ignored me all season. <laughs> all season. You have to go. <laughs> if she was nicer, it wouldn't have happened. Uh, no, she. I don't think she had to leave. I, I, I think you're right about the follow. That, that line was great. I really like that part. Um, but, but no, logistically, no. Um, again, all the extras would go away, and you would talk to the principal cast, <laughs> and they would honestly iron something out. I mean, at the very least, it would go back to the very beginning of that conversation, which is, you have no evidence for what we're doing. Please produce me evidence. That's all we need. Produce me a reason why we're doing this thing, and we can yeah. work from there. But you just going on a gut at this point, you almost got us killed. In fact, welcome home to Xander, but I guess fuck the two girls that died, right? Because we're not doing much about them. So... What are we doing here? I mean, that's really, that's what I would say. But do you have to leave? No. In fact, I'd rather you not leave. I mean, I would have fought for her to stay. She did kind of leave after that. Nobody really said no. But I I maybe would have stopped her. Rona wouldn't have, but I might have been like, hey. No. You're being reckless. What? You are. I mean, I don't even know you, and I can tell. Yeah, I mean, Xander even says, like, "I'll, I'll even go, but you don't have a plan. Like, this isn't really a plan. You're just like, let's just go back. And everybody got real hurt. Okay, but, I mean, Buffy did say, we can talk about strategy, but the plan is we have to go back. Right, right. We have to go back! So there was the principal. They they were essentially saying, we will not be going back. We are not doing that. Yeah. Which is a problem. I just remembered in the next episode, they do go back with bombs. (laughs) Hey, let's go. (laughs) Holy shit. That's what I'm saying, man. Okay. This episode does not get a pass, though, for the no. actions of the next no, episode. No, no, no. <laughs> but yeah, the, the following thing, I guess you, you're right. The faith being like, you know, y- you can't follow. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I can't lead, but you can you follow? Mm-hmm. Um, even if Buffy would agree to whatever plan they came up with together, there's a risk, I guess is what they're maybe implying, is that she would still do whatever the fuck she wanted to. Like, maybe mm-hmm. we do, this is the plan, but the Buffy decides, I know best, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go rogue and put us all in jeopardy again. Exactly. So... All right, all right, I get it. And it's less about you can't you can't live here, you can't sit with us. It's like you can't be on the team anymore. Like theoretically, she could be in the house if she's like, I promise to never participate again. But that doesn't make any sense yeah. because everything is everywhere. <laughs> everything is everywhere. All at once. You really do think you're better than we are. Oh, but I... we don't know. We don't know if you're actually better. I mean, you came into the world with certain advantages, sure. 
I mean, that's the legacy. I, but you didn't earn it. You didn't work for it. You've never had anybody come up to you and say that you deserve these things more than anyone else. They were just handed to you. So that doesn't make you better than us. It makes you luckier than us. The last little thing we get in here, or I think it's the first thing we get, which kicks off the whole Megillah, is you think you're better than us, number 141, because God, have we done this a million times. So Anya's point, you were just lucky. You aren't better. You didn't earn this. You didn't do something more magical than anyone else, so you got this power. You just got lucky. You were just picked. Stacia, does Anya have a point? I mean, I think that it would, she would have a point if this was like season one or season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you guys brought her back. At a certain point, you guys picked her, right? Hey, <laughs> you. The one that always remembers Buffy died. <laughs> chosen. <laughs> chosen. She was chosen to come back. <laughs> do, you know, do you think that Anya has a point that she's just lucky she's not better yeah. than that? I mean, that's what I was going to say before. It was like she was taking L's from all sides, and Anya's one was the most brutal. Um, and no one, again, said, Anya, you're out of line. This is wrong. Um, I think it, I enjoyed it because there is an element of that that I do believe. And we've talked about the idea of luck. and But the idea that she hasn't earned it after seven years is absurd. And bringing her back multiple times uh, and everything that she's done to save the world, to save them, none of that is wrong. Uh, you know, we're talking about a basic policy decision that I feel like Buffy can be reasoned with. And we have blown it out of proportions for drama at the end of this season. And I just don't, it's not working for me. It's wild. I don't think what Anya's saying, Anya makes sense to say it because I feel like she would be somebody that would feel it, but it does, it's not true. It just isn't true. And so much, so much of the slander on Buffy is not the right slander. The cop thing was good. That was right. Mm-hmm. Faith is right. Anya <laughs> is right in some ways, but not overall, you know, she's right about the slayer, but not right about Buffy. And, it's, mm. it's misguided. Yeah, this is, again, the Yoko factor. This is like the same. We've had this fight a couple of times. Yeah. And you're right, it would make even more sense in the even earlier seasons. But we, we did do this as far back, at, at least, um, you know, season four. So this isn't a new argument. Um, I think she is right in a sense of why she initially chose it. But I think you're, you make a good point, Daniel, that she's proved that she deserves Definitely. it after the fact. She, yeah, it wasn't her. Like, she didn't choose to be this. But she has accepted it and done such a great job. They keep bringing her ass back, like you mm-hmm. said. So clearly, she well, deserves it. And kind of. Yeah. I mean, at the at the beginning, obviously, Buffy was the most powerful of the friend group. But they've made it clear in the last couple of seasons that Willow is the most powerful person now. Mm-hmm. Like Buffy cannot match her just because of Willow's sheer magical prowess or whatever and even before willow went evil she didn't have the ability to lead anyone she didn't have the ability to make the tough choices and she you know ultimately (laughs) kind of unreliable like she she might be evil at any minute and buffy has always walked that line um and done it well and it's never been something that anyone else has had the like strength to take on so it's unfair yeah for them to like sling that at her it's like okay you want someone else to be a leader well no one else has stepped up have they totally yeah especially with faith being there it's like they were all waiting waiting for someone to be like 
Well, and Can I, you be our new superhero because we hate ours? So well, and I feel like Faith is a good example. Yeah. Like, she has the exact same advantages that Buffy does, and she goes off the deep end, and Buffy holds it together. And then Faith is just out of commission for years, and... Buffy doesn't do that. I mean, she does go to Folkland for a summer or whatever, but... She, she does. <laughs> but other than that, other than she didn't kill anyone that. while she was there. Well, except for the demons, but, you know. You know that doesn't people. count. That's her job. Yeah. <laughs> the, the person that I found was old. He looked about 80. Well, that's not Ricky. I'm sure it was. But isn't it weird that the potentials, like, love faith so much i mean you go out one time to the bronze and it's like i will throw my slayer under the bus i mean i liked rona all the way up until this moment her shit was wild like i don't even know you and i can tell that you're crazy like what are you on about all of the potentials (laughs) i want them to shut up for exactly 60 years from now and not say anything (laughs) until 2043 that's what i wrote because I'm over it. If I'm, I'm fucking tired of it. <laughs> it's insane to me that they would say stuff like this and Kennedy getting up and then and chastising fucking Willow for not saying anything. It's all such a cluster. I mean, it's wild. I get it. If I was a potential, I think I'd be over Buffy too. Totally. But yeah, why would you ever sucks. have them in the room? I mean, they're going to be mad at what you do. It's like the army. If all the generals were hanging out and yeah. like the whole army's there and it's like hey we're gonna go to war and they're like fuck you it's like no we're not here to listen to you <laughs> you're the soldiers but we're gonna hope that the right. uh you know the command unit here which is all the principal cast are going to make a good decision for you right i mean that's that's the best we can do otherwise again you can just go I home i mean that's kind of what buffy tried to do right yeah. she's like this is not a democracy mm-hmm. i am in charge so you better fall in line and then everyone was like ah, no <laughs> <laughs> god damn it <laughs> well you have when you have a room like that and you're you're putting it out there it's like you gotta they're gonna rebel like that's the whole thing so yeah i mean unfortunately you either like keep them in the dark and send them off to their deaths or i mean this is the best case scenario everybody gets to hear the plan and gets to voice their opinion i mean i agree with that i think everybody should have an opinion if you have one but how much weight does a kennedy have over again a willow or a xander or whatever and when everyone right. else is against you i think buffy should recognize as a good leader that she is wrong I think Faith had the floor. Well, that's that's kind of the thing. This is a huge tactical error, right? We're supposed to... This is the end-all-be-all biggest, scariest thing that's ever happened in the entire universe of Buffy. You are going to eliminate one of the strongest weapons you have because we're having disagreement. Now, she's kind of taking herself out of it because she could just be well, take a step back okay. and still fight, True. but... Uh, devil's advocate I would say you didn't call Angel you didn't call Riley you tried to kill <laughs> Spike clearly you don't care about having the strongest people on your team yeah. what a bunch of crybabies <laughs> well That's and also true. like her but saying Spike is gone as if this was an ambush there's no way that Buffy doesn't walk away from that being like I know that that's what happened right I mean because the, if Spike was here, yeah. he wouldn't. He'd have none of it. Absolutely none of this bullshit. And he would have talked to her straight, and, and she would have listened and been like, "Don't listen to these yeah. people. Don't listen to them, Buffy. You're right." Fuck and that. she would have listened to him. him and I think that is like a big testament to where the fuck we are I with our know. friends. Yeah. That that he would have been able to get through to her, and none of her best Which friends I, from the last I seven wish years. Giles <laughs> did that on purpose. Then, like, I wish again we're building characters, and I wish Giles was more scheming, and he was like. Mm. At the end of it, was like, oh, yeah, that's why I sent Spike. You know, it's good. Yeah. I, I, if he was here, we couldn't have got her out. Right? Something to to make more drama. We make a little bit, but we just don't go full. I want to get, like, real messy. Yeah. Go nuts. But they just, they're not going that 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 deep. 
Because I want giants. No, they're not. You yeah. know, go crazy, man. Be I mean, crazy. Yeah. That Honestly, would be really cool. why is a mission going to talk or going to search an old church not something that a bunch of the potentials could have done? Bro. I mean, Lincoln is old enough to drive. Send her because she already thinks she's a mini slayer yeah. and some of the other nameless potentials on their merry little road trip. And you know Caleb's not there. You know he's not there. <laughs> you know he's not there. Yeah. You know so he's like, not there. Yeah, that's it's real it's real dumb. That would be better if Giles had done it on a purpose, but he did. Yeah. Know. He did not. But he did not, of supposedly. course. Yeah. No, I 100% agree that they're not going hard enough. Like mm-hmm. it, again, that's an issue pacing too. Mm-hmm. Like we could have done this fight sooner yeah. so you could have more time to rebuild if you really wanted to do it or I, I like I don't know, explode well, it and get it back together. You're going to in one episode anyway. It's all for nothing. This is stupid. Well, no one's done enough, so I can pick a side. I'm not just like, absolutely, Buffy has gone off the rails and she needs right. to go. Right. Or I'm not like, absolutely, everyone has screwed Buffy over and she's the only one who has the vision for how to save the world. Like, neither of those. I'm just like, this sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you want the water cooler moment, right? Where you get around and it's like, oh, I'm Team Dawn for sure. Just, she's right. But it's like, yeah. oh, I'm just Team, I don't know, let's be copacetic. What I don't care. I guess Buffy. At least I know her name. Can we finish this season, please? (laughs) But I wish I had someone to root for, but I don't. I agree. I totally agree. It it sucks. It's really disappointing. I'm still in charge here. Why is that exactly? Because I'm the Slayer. And isn't Faith a Slayer too? What? Well, speaking of teams, what did my my quippy little thing? Oh, yeah. Faith, fun, and leadership. Mm. Our favorite convict. All eyes on her, right? So, as you kind of touched on, so what? What? What do you think? Fit to lead? Fit to lead, Daniel? Uh, faith. Can faith lead this band of heroes. <laughs> uh, you know, to be honest, yeah, let's put the fun ant in charge. Yeah, I really like Faith. <laughs> I mean, it's been really refreshing yeah. and fun, and um, I really loved when she said, "I think you need to brush up on your Buffy and Faith history." To, to Robin, excellent stuff. <laughs> uh, they give her mm-hmm. great lines. It's really good. And uh, again, it's so bizarre that that end scene where it's like. Tear, you need to look after my kids. And then she doesn't mm-hmm. even like say thanks, B, or see you later on the other side. She just like walks inside to her house. Yeah. <laughs> just leaves her in the cold. <laughs> it's just so weird and brutal and incongruous. I don't really understand even what's happening, but I do love Faith being there. I think it's fun. Going to the bronze again, her doing her dancing with all the men around her, just like gawking at her. It's great. Yep. It feels. Again, they should have done that in Dirty Girls to mirror Bad Girls, but again, we're just yes. off in everything we're doing. But oh, we're off, yeah. totally. Do you think that Faith can lead this ragtag crew? No, <laughs> I. I mean, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Daniel. It's been really fun to see Faith. Um, I like really. It really feels like Faith has done like some work on herself, yeah. and she's gotten to this point where she doesn't feel the need to prove anything right like she's made amends to herself the best that she can and she wants to move forward and do as good as she can do and so when she goes out to the porch because she's the only one right to go talk to Buffy after Buffy's been like you know what's the word exiled um and she was like, I did not mean for this to happen. Like, I really believe her. She was not scheming or trying to undermine Buffy or anything like that. And she does have some really valid points, which is like, yeah, you might lead these girls, but you don't even know their names and you're going to get them killed. And like, since my function is not as the general, like I have been able to like, you know, get to know them a little bit and understand what they're worried about. But you know, at the end of the day, she doesn't have what Buffy has to lead. Yeah. And she doesn't want it. Yeah. No, she doesn't. But Faith definitely 
chose she made a lot of mistakes and she chose to write them and I think it was really powerful I think it, it had to have been the last episode because she's only been this is only the second episode, second episode right it was yeah. Dirty Girls so. and then this dear god she's amazing anyway she's like I stopped me I'm the reason I stayed yeah. in jail I did this because no one was going to do it for me and I want to be a better person and I'm going to fuck up I know I will but mm-hmm. I'm going to keep trying and the fact that Buffy never gives her credit like sucks it sucks for her. Yeah. But instead of being spiteful like she was when she was younger, she's like, like you said, okay, I'm securing myself, whatever. You want to be mad at me? That's whatever. I'm still going to try to do the right thing, whatever that looks like. So, but I agree. Can't, it's probably not the one you want to be in charge. No. <laughs> she has to be the fun aunt because she does not want to drop the hammer. She can basically, she's still working on herself. The most important thing is for her to keep herself in check. She can have fun with people, but I don't think she wants to be responsible for helping other people be better. (laughs) My question is, and what I think, there's so many things I wish they had done differently in this season, but what I think would have been a more interesting angle for them to take is like, why does the strongest fighter have to be our leader? It doesn't have to be Faith now that Buffy's gone. Maybe Giles, with all his knowledge, should be the leader. He's literally a watcher of Slayers, right? Make him the general and all the rest of you are the foot soldiers. And I feel like at this point with Giles, you could make that an interesting character arc, right? Where he feels like he's gone off the rails with Buffy. He did something wrong. He wants to fix it. He wants to be in control. He tried to let Buffy, you know, lead her own life and he went to England and that didn't work. And now he has to be in it and he has to make the hard calls because she's not doing it. And so you see his little scheming to get her out so that he can take control. And that would be so much more interesting than just like, oh, I didn't mean for all this to happen, Buffy. I'm about to fuck this up though and you have to come back. (laughs) I agree. Uh, I I wish that they could all just work together and for it to be just a nice time. I mean, that would be something so much different than what the Slayer is normally about. And I wish that we just like made a commentary on what it is to be a Slayer at the end of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer TV show where we've talked about it enough. And we say, hey, the Slayer going on their own, not great. We should work together because friendship is magic. And love is ghoul, yes. and these things are great things. And when the Slayer is cut yes. off from humanity and from love and friendship, they are less of an entity. They're less. They're, they're, what's the point? What's the point of fighting evil if you're not fighting it with love? These are big things that they could do, but I know they're not going to. It's so disappointing because Buffy should come around and say, I want to work as a team. Me doing it alone is not enough. They've I, they've ch- touched on that before, and that's been that was the theme at the end of season four. Yeah. We've talked about that. Even earlier this season, um, and in season five too, like I feel like I'm turning into stone. I feel like I'm, you know, losing my humanity. She's, you know, we've talked about that so many times, but we forget it. We just like that. This that is the disease of this show is forgetfulness. As someone who can't remember shit, I certainly remember <laughs> more about this show than the people that that you produce certainly it. Certainly do. I certainly do. But we're watching um, it live, which is so weird because we're just watching it like other people are. And it's still hitting us. I'm like, you're hitting us over the head with this all the time, and yet you can't remember? You're writing this fucking show. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, it kills me. I was thinking, um, I think that this would be really interesting and fun for this season. We have that moment 
because the whole theme of friendship, I feel like, is like the defining thing for Buffy. Like she's yeah. different than other Slayers because she has friends. Right. So what does it look like when she doesn't have friends, yeah. or when she feels like she doesn't have friends, right? And I think that a good way to go about that would have been when they had the shadow box, and she went to the other dimension, mm-hmm. and the shadow men were like, "We'll give you demon powers, and this is how you win." That she said yes, that she wanted to win so bad that she didn't care about her humanity anymore, and she started going down this dark path where all of her friends sort of like chip away and then it's just her alone and her friends need to come together to save Buffy in the final season Buffy's the one who has to be saved and then the way to do that and to end the apocalypse is to take her extra demoness that made her inhuman and give it to all the potentials and make them slayers This is yet Bro. another Willow saves of, everyone, of, right? The apocalypse comes to me. Uh, season seven. Well, and and Buffy's the one that starts the whole. I don't know what's going to happen with Caleb and stuff, but like Buffy's the one that enacts the apocalypse because those creatures yeah. did make her evil, right? And they all need to help her. Yeah, you just don't have faith that we like faith. You just don't have faith that we love <laughs> Faith and and Willow and Xander and like they can carry the show. Let Buffy just be that dark. Buffy that is with Caleb. Let Buffy, let the real yeah. Buffy be with Caleb and do that fun, th- fun stuff, and let them save the world. I think that would be a great message for the show. So Damn, cool. that was good, Stacia. That was great. Thank you. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> just keep writing a better show. Just keep doing it. We've done it, it all season. You. Just better storylines for everything. We've, everything. I keep mourning Willow's alternate love interest from that I, Wicca group. I know. I know. It's a goddamn God. show. It's a goddamn show. Every time I see Lincoln's stupid face. <laughs> I, you know what? I got to give a little bit of, of credit to Kennedy in this episode just because mm. she took that gun from that gun. Co- she kicked ass. Like, she actually beat somebody up in this episode for the one time in the mm-hmm. whole season. I was like, whoa. Unbelievable. Wow. Almost useful. And then immediately annoying again. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, fuck it. We tried. A um, little bit, a couple more things just about Faith. Okay. Do you think it was really a terrible idea to take them to the bronze? They should be the fun aunt? No. Yeah, right, Daniel? A, f- a good idea to do that? No, I don't think so. Yeah, to take them to the bronze. I, I I mean I'm kind of neutral on it. I get the whole point, but she's like brand new to this town. What does she know about their workload? What does she know about their life? <laughs> okay, but if they're like we're doing nothing tonight and we've been sitting in this room all day, also doing nothing, <laughs> Daniel's like you better work for your weekend. <laughs> they haven't had it bad enough yet. I mean, listen, they're just sitting in rooms. They're just sitting and staring in rooms. I, mean, I don't know what to do true. at that point. What am I supposed to do? I mean, we should be going to the bronze every fucking night if this is the way things are. They're just staring at each other quietly. No TV, (laughs) no nothing. Can you imagine living in this fucking house? It's awful. What a nightmare. What a a nightmare. Taking a break is one thing. I get blowing off steam. But they were fighting. And those girls were drunk. What were you thinking? Seemed like a good idea at the time. Yeah, what if someone had gotten hurt? They didn't. Faith, I need to know that these girls are going to be safe when I'm not around. No one got hurt, B. Look, you don't even know these girls. Maybe you should have a little more confidence in them. Let them mess up sometimes, you know, get down and dirty. How the hell else are they going to learn? Oh, God. Buffy, as a dig, or tries to get a dig into Faith, saying you must be loving this when everybody Mm -hmm. starts turning on her and is like, we pick Faith to be the leader. Mm -hmm. Uh, This, when Buffy said that, do you think that she was meaning that Faith must be, like, reveling in the fact that Buffy's being hurt? Or excited about the opportunity to be a leader. Like, that's why she's so excited about it. Um, 
I think that Buffy was basically saying, you've tried to take over my life before, but you're loving it's happening again. <laughs> yeah, a bit of both, really. A bit of both. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I just wasn't sure what the digs was specifically. Oh, fuck it. It was a good line. I wish that again, we played that up a little further. I mean, that's just another little thing that I would have loved more of a conversation, even if they like rehashed it out and it seemed like Buffy was fine. And then you get more in that moment where she can show she's not fine, right? She's still very insecure about what, what Faith did before and who she was. Because, you know, that line comes out of, not out of nowhere, really, but it's like, it's unnecessary. It's not really fair. To Faith, it's not really what's happening. I mean, I guess she thinks it, it is, I guess. But when has Faith ever really stepped up to lead? I don't know. It's no, yeah. She, I think she's just spiraling at that point, but I don't know. That's why you're probably right. It's just that like you're trying to take my life over again. Because mm-hmm. as I mentioned mm-hmm. just a minute ago, she can't let Faith get better. She can't let Faith yeah, improve herself. Right. Well, that. yeah. That's true. I think you see it happening again. It's like mirrored when... Um, Faith first gets there. She's friends with everyone. Like Willow's excited about her. Xander's excited right, about yeah. her. Everyone like likes this new, new slayer, slayer who's like fun and carefree and you know doesn't have all the baggage that Buffy does, I guess. Yeah. And it's happening again. All the potentials are immediately like Faith is the best, and Buffy's like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Every time. That's yeah. a good point. I mean, she did try to be like Faith and stuff. I mean, it's that's a good yeah. That's probably what they're hearkening back to. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Old wounds, but yeah. immediately transported back to being 17. It's like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, Trying to take my mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't That's your fault, her. too, somehow. <laughs> you can't, have, you her. can't yeah. have her. She's dead. She's oh, man. Oh, now look. Things don't go exactly your way, so here come the waterworks. Ain't that just like a woman? Okay, I, it is time for a quick round of a reasonable or ridiculous. Yeah. <sighs> Audience sound. Uh, okay, reasonable or ridiculous. Trading a half-eaten bag of chips, or even a full bag of chips, for an entire carton of cigarettes and some soap. Quantity unknown, quality unknown. Stacia, reasonable or ridiculous? I think it depends on the context. Okay. Let me give you a little bit of context, just for price-wise. A carton of cigarettes is 10 packs of cigarettes, and at the time in California, a pack of cigarettes would have been 5 bucks. So theoretically, the carton of cigarettes outside of prison would have been worth $50. Inside, there's definitely a premium on that. So we're talking 60 70 bucks, easy. $70, again, quantity and quality of soap unknown, but let's say $10 worth of soap. So we're talking $80 worth of products for one bag of chips. Reasonable ridiculous. Um, I'm going to say reasonable. All right. All right. That's fine. God is what you're here to test me. And do you, (laughs) and do you want to know why my reason? I know why. I know why. (laughs) Why? It's that Tito's difference. The taste of Tito's (laughs) is so good. Get your damn hands off my legs. Uh, tell me why. Um, because she's not in prison. Mm. She's in the um, Sunnydale area, and she's speaking to someone she could probably intimidate into giving her a really good deal. Uh, in prison, probably a bad deal. <laughs> but that, she is still a slayer. That's a good point. Do you think she had like a little king queen pin empire 
Oh, of yeah. like cigarettes and chips for protection. on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, she was just like, you know, trading her half bag of chips for a ton of cigarettes, and then trading her cigarettes for like twelve DVDs, and then maybe 100%. but back, backing it up with her muscle, right? Yeah. Like you don't. You, what you? You could have no chips. I could beat your ass and steal your stuff, or you yeah. can have the chips. What are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> well, they say when you go to prison, right? You you beat somebody up on your first day or whatever. I mean, she would beat the right. fuck out of everyone. Everyone, literally, yeah. she's a slayer. So, yeah, her first days would be very successful towards her um, <laughs> continuing she career. Yes. <laughs> so, Daniel, are you also landing on the side of a reasonable? reasonable? The Tito's difference, absolutely. <sighs> Does it say that on the bag or something? Yeah, Tito's. It's Tito's God chips. damn it. <laughs> I mean, I know that the, the, it says Tito's, but does it say no, the Tito's different? No, it's just, oh, okay. that's, me. Like, that's my copy. Christ. Do you guys, do you guys want to know something? I would read it as Tito's. Oh, tight. Whoa. Wow. Why? I don't know. Tito's. No. <laughs> Tito's should be spelled with two E's like Cheetos. We have to move on. Reasonable or ridiculous? <laughs> Sunnydale High School has been canceled, presumably Why is indefinitely. It? Why isn't Cheetos spelled C <laughs> Tito's gate. Tito's gate. Everybody, leave your why. comments on Do our we? on our website. Fritos is spelled with an I. Sunnydale High School has been canceled, <laughs> presumably indefinitely. I'm not brave enough to have this conversation with you about Tito's, Cheetos, Doritos, whatever. We're not. This podcast is not here <laughs> to pick sides. We're not equipped. No. Not equipped. Uh, why? Why is school is canceled? Reasonable or ridiculous? <laughs> Uh, ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I guess reasonable if every parent in the city has fled with their children. The school's not going to stay open, but but, it, but they haven't because the they're all the close before everyone fled. Mm-hmm. Those those were um, no do gooding college students at the Bronx. That might be true. So, uh, you say I think yeah. well loved high school and middle school. Elementary school kids have parents that saved them. Mm, we think okay. so. Maybe, I don't know. Daniel, what do you think? Reasonable or ridiculous? Uh, it is, I mean, it's reasonable to leave town because everyone is bad vibes, as we heard from the news report. Mm. But uh, I feel like the, the rebellion at the school, the riot, that would have been like a good good time to be like, hey, we're hanging it up for the year. Like, we're already closed. <laughs> we're done. This was this was extreme, mm-hmm. whatever happened here. And it's a gas leak, right? Nobody really remembers. So you're like, this yep. was weird. We should probably, oh, it's happening again, right? Remember before, we just demolished the town and we don't remember. Wow, it's been a couple of years. Maybe we should all pause here. Um, <laughs> but no, it's, it's weird that they cleaned up the school and then they ran away. Yep. And Principal Wood was there. Like six hours ago. It's just, I don't I know. know. It seems. But because it's Sunnydale, it's fast. reasonable. 100% reasonable. Yeah. Finally, reasonable, ridiculous. Dawn and possibly Stacia hating on Nerf Herder. Ooh. They were nerds. More like Nerd Herder. More like Nerd. I mean, I think it's a redundant. Nerf Herder makes their big old nerds for sure. But what do you think of the band? I honestly, I, my, I stopped paying attention Rock after I said City that. News. Daniel, reasonable, ridiculous. Fucking Nerf love it. Hate. I thought we were doing some like 182 <laughs> shit. No, no, no. The hate, no thank you. Um, I did like the line. I didn't realize at first it was Nerf Herder. Um, the music was was bopping. I thought it was like just Blink-182. I thought it was like pop punk happening, which it was, but it was great. Um, they made a line. Somebody did. I, I forget who. I think it was Faith. Uh, or maybe it was Don. But it was like, um, this is like the music to the apocalypse or whatever, mm-hmm. which is you know obviously calling out the Buffy thing. So... Uh, good stuff all around. Um, I, I will say, insanely, I love how they kept playing, even though the cops came in and like arrested yep. them. And it was only a shotgun blast to the ceiling that stopped the music. <laughs> I fucking love it. 
That's commitment. The Rock you. will not be stopped. Yeah. Amy Mann, would she have kept going? What? I mean, she did after somebody she fell did. from. But would a gunshot stop her? I feel like she would just keep playing. Oh, yeah. I know. Maybe but I, also this town, I, I, the we brought. Time. We just brought it up from your last one. This town has been evacuated. This town, the two streets of it, were clogged with cars. <laughs> you heard the news report. And Nerf Herder said, great, <laughs> let's go play this town yep. that is being evacuated. Amy Mann said it's cool. I can't believe yep. it. I hate it. Yeah, that's that maybe should have been my reasonable ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> that Nerf Herder the, plays. The bronze is... At full capacity, and Nerfurter does not stop playing. Comes to town to play. A... Yep. It is yep. the night to drink, though, because there is no one coming to check on your IDs except for the psychotic cops. I mean, the cops are coming uh, to <laughs> check. I guess they're coming, right? But everyone's just drinking. No IDs. Amanda's yep. just getting fucking 17 year olds. Yeah, whatever. Yep. Yep. Just, just. Great night. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Chaos. Yep. This town is falling into disrepair. Why bother? Nothing works. Okay. Um, I'm just, I guess I'll just do it now. I guess you know we're a podcast. You can find us everywhere: Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. We have a website: beatingpod.wordpress.com that has information about our show, uh, you know, notes and stuff. Uh, it also has a link to a Spotify playlist that I put together. You know, that uh, has all the music from the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer and this show If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. If it's available on Spotify. Um, and if you don't want to go to the website to go to that link and you just want to go to Spotify, you can Beat search. me hyphen podcast for playlist. <laughs> God damn it. Keeping it. It's fine. It's fine. She went jump really the gun, hard for just no reason. Jump the gun. Totally. Just, <laughs> ah! Beat me hyphen yep. podcast yep. playlist fun for time. Fun time. fans. Fun time. Fun time. It's a fun time. Beat me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fans. Sure. Season seven. Thank you. God damn it. <laughs> Lovely. We thought we were good. I really thought I was gonna do it, and yeah. actually, she just forgot. You just like Buffy. She's yeah. I falling was scared. Back I was yeah. scared. Yeah. Yes, I. I'm glad that this you've reverted. Yeah. No. You've been doing so well for so long. It's just like the show. Yep. Ah, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Let's go. Uh, are you ready? Do you want to yell first? You can yell first. Oh, I feel like we just did. Okay, I'm gonna go first. Sandwich together has that cold again. It's so uh, weird that the first also has that cold. What about you? Just going for a quick spin to 7-Eleven in Nebraska. Oh, I love Amanda saying, "Why bother? Nothing works." I'm like, "Yes, yes, Queen. <laughs> Nothing does work. It's terrible. The world is awful. <laughs> Give up now. Nihilism today. The best." Uh, when the cops are handing out the flyer with, I guess, face picture on it, one of them says, sounds like a situation that needs some justice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so police cringy. Wait, yeah, this, is how, this is how cops talk. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. When, when Buffy comes back into the house with the file that should have just been at the house the whole time, I, that whole courier situation I will never understand. But she's like, see that everyone else gets started on this. I'm like, who? Who? Who's getting? Who? It's Faith. It's it's Faith and Dawn, who you told to go the fuck away for no reason. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> who all are these people? Kennedy? No. Kennedy. Daniel? Terrible. Um, yeah, just going back to the bronze. I mean, I the police moment where they beat up the police, I thought that was really great. But kind of insane. Like, I really can't see any of those people, uh, like, doing it. Like, Amanda and Roosevelt and Dawn. Like, Dawn especially <laughs> is so wild. Like, I know that she can, like, yell a good... good a good game, but I'm sure the monks put, she put in on that guy's back. I know mm. the monks probably were like, respect your elders. You, you, she doesn't know to rebel. <laughs> she doesn't know to not do that. Right. Where did she get these ideas from? 
Motion pictures? I don't know. Faith, the bad ant. That's the bad it. ant rubbing off on our media. Yeah, exactly. Damn. I really thought it was touching the way Spike and Andrew bonded over um, onion blossoms. Yes. Yeah, that, that's the generic non-owned by Outback <laughs> name. Is that what they the call owned it? Owned by Outback blossom. name is the Bloomin' Onion. Yes. Bloomin' Onion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I especially liked when Andrew said, I bet covert operatives eat curly fries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they do. <laughs> oh, Andrew. Speaking of, he has strong feelings about these hot pockets that are his. Mm. This man does not have a job. I don't know what <laughs> income he could possibly be getting during his Do any of doodling. them. I know, but like pretty rich. Whatever collective fund this grocery money is coming out of, pretty rich for him to say those are mine. I mean, I get it. If you ask specifically to whomever went to the store and were like, I really, really want the mozzarella meatball flavored <laughs> hot pockets. Yeah. I get it. With I the extra it. thick sauce. Yeah. Mm. And then Faith, and I love that she just eating it when I she know. walks mm-hmm. <laughs> So good, Be- but I just think it's a it's a little rich because you ain't pay no bills. No, you ain't buy any of these groceries. No, you're a captive. Never forget, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> yup. See, the post is still here. Andrews, please do not eat. But the box is empty now. Uh, back to Andrews hot pocket. So I had to look it up. So um, he said something about the new and improved crust. Uh, circa 2003 is where we're at. Uh, apparently, Nestle, the company Nestle, we all know, stealing water, all that kind of shit, they took over mm-hmm. production in 2002. So they've actually been making mm-hmm. Hot Pockets since 2002. Uh, and they took over the company on 420, no less. So mad respect for Aye. them. And uh, <laughs> there's 50 different varieties of Hot Pockets, in case we didn't what? know. I know, I've only had probably about three or four. Um, I'm sure a lot of them are discontinued, but I'm not a meatball sub guy, um, so this one does not appeal to me in any fucking way, but I know it's a popular one, and I'm sure it's probably pretty good. I would fuck Mm. with the Hot Pocket. Yeah, I think that ham and cheese was like the old school classic one. Oh, classic. That was my favorite. The absolute classic, yeah. That's the way to go. Um, But they also made a turkey broccoli cheese one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I ate that one a lot. Those ones are good. Ham and cheese forever. Yeah. I liked at the end when they were all kicking Buffy out or whatever, and then everyone <laughs> votes for Faith to be the leader, and she just goes, what? <laughs> are we sure? Oh, Faith. So good. Why doesn't Giles uh, step in and say, how about we all, again, why don't we all do it? Faith, I'll work with you. We'll do it together. Bizarre. No. Why not? Why? Why? Not? The Slayer must consortium. be the leader. Man, Giles. Giles would be so good. Giles would and be. And obvious. Obvious. Any other season but season seven, obvious. Or maybe season six because it wasn't really around for that one either. But obvious pick. I know. Anyway. Goddamn. Daniel and I could have written a better season seven. We could have. It would have been so good. 100%. I would be so good. The season where they save Buffy. Buffy darkly says... The lack of consciousness was nice after she gets knocked out. Oh, yeah. I feel rested. Yeah. (laughs) That was one of the funniest lines she's ever had. She, I feel like she gets one or two a season that are just like, holy shit, that was hilarious. Mm. Great job, Buffy. Great job, Buffy. Comedic gold. Here you go, honey. Peanut butter and jelly without the crust, just the way you like it. And the juice? Two parts orange, one part grapefruit. That's my drink. Daniel? She's Uh, funnier. We talked about it before, but the (laughs) Chibamata poster. At the start of the episode, first thing you see, um, Kelly, you were saying it looks pretty old, weathered. Uh, they obviously mm-hmm. busted it out for the final season as if they're trying to gain our um, our feelings. They're trying to manipulate us into feeling something, and, and it failed. But uh, but it's there. Give us nice a premonition comment. of Walter White. And, yeah. and the man walking out of that is definitely, he robbed that <laughs> store 100% and killed the three people inside of it. There's no doubt in my mind. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's le- that's legit patina weathering. I don't think you would call it patina for, for for paper, but that is an old ass. And Chiba we've Mayo. got old string Chiba cheese Lillman. incident going on too. Yeah. I mean, this is everything. Um, I can't tell what that says. What Continue. Is that one? Oh, at Kane, government mule, I think. At uh, I think that's Kane's ballroom, which is in Tulsa. So that's strange yeah. that that's there, but it's a cool poster. Um, and then you got a fan. That's fun. Table Motorola. fan. Yeah. Table fan. Is that like? It looks like a fucked up poster for a, like a horror movie. I wonder what this. I guy would is watch that movie. Here. I would absolutely watch that movie. I in the scene at the beginning when that guy's walking out of the door, and then we like pull back to see everyone just stuck in traffic on the one street in Sunnydale. I was like, oh my god, they opened the magic box again. Yeah. <laughs> No. I just saw it as like a throwback. I mean, you see a Nissan Xterra and the the VW Bug. I mean, it's so Mm -hmm. early 2000s shit. I mean, we used to, obviously, we would all punch each other for the Bugs, but we Mm -hmm. had a game where we punched each other for the Nissan Xterras. Yeah, yeah, back in the day, (laughs) uh, we saw an Xterra all the time. Like, they were semi-rare because they were brand new, but you saw enough of them all the time, like on the bus and stuff, when we were young. I mean, 2002. Um, And so we were just... Just same thing. Any chance to beat the shit out of someone was Xterra, so. So we just yeah. I forget what we said. I think we just yelled Xterra. But we did that for years afterwards. Would. I mean, into the like late two thousands. So, and now I don't see them at all. They have like totally. They must be all dead because um, they don't make them anymore. Yeah, they stopped making yeah. them in twenty eighteen. I think. Yeah, maybe even sooner. It's just been a long time now. But I feel like I just like with a bug. Honestly, I kind of get those feelings where I'm like, not just a punch, not violence, but like. <laughs> It's also like, it is that for sure. But it's also like, wow, nostalgia. You know, you just don't see them anymore at all. Yeah. So crazy. Oh, 20 years is a long oh, time. Crazy. Stacia? Um, I didn't write very many notes for this episode. Go figure. But my last note that I wrote, and I feel like it's important and we didn't touch on this enough, is um, it was very stupid to kick Buffy out. Yeah. <laughs> it was very stupid. <laughs> Thank you for that note. Yeah. Should, we should have talked about that. It seems like it might have been important about yeah. this episode. I don't know, though. It's stupid. Um, yeah, I guess I don't have anything else either. That's oh, Amanda's seventeen. Amanda is seventeen. Amanda is seventeen. Amanda oh. is seventeen. <laughs> oh, I didn't even track that. I, I'm so. That's crazy. That's insane. Fifteen. They're all supposed to be fifteen. She can't be seventeen. Why? Because she has to be fifteen at max. Fifteen and three hundred and sixty-four days. She cannot be seventeen. Why? Because she cannot be a potential slayer. But wasn't Kennedy supposed to be like 18? Yeah, but we disagree yes, with Yes, but that. that's retconned that. lore after the fact when people were like, it's fucked up that Willow's trying to have sex with a child. That was never officially mentioned or anything. No. Amanda just uh-huh. said for sure she is 17. That's wild. And that breaks everything. That breaks everything. Maybe she just had her birthday. Kelly, I can't Even still, not believe. It would be a year too <laughs> far believe. removed. If she just had her 16th birthday, oh, then uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I get it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm stupid. No, you're not stupid. The show is stupid. And the show thinks we're stupid. That's we are absolutely stupid. right. Me too. Well, you are right to leave. We're just stupid. I'm glad I got that off my chest, Daniel. <laughs> it's not even like 18 is the drinking age. She's still four years I under. I mean, what's 16 so what versus the... Yeah, exactly. Uh, Just say 16, fuck. Awful. Um, we already talked the about... The difference the, is jail. The, the, <laughs> that might actually be the difference. 
<laughs> that might genuinely be the difference. <laughs> and that's probably where people are getting the 17 from. Like, oh, if Amanda is, then definitely so is uh, Rutherford B. Hayes. Kennedy. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice. <laughs> Uh, the Bloomin' Onion talk, I had to look it up, too, because I feel like the Bloomin' Onion is a relatively, quote-unquote, new thing. Um, but I was like, when is Outback around? So, the first reference to a Bloomin' Onion, like, because they, they talk a lot about it in this episode. Uh, 1941 is, the like, the earliest oh! reference that we know of. However, they do say it was popularized in a, in a restaurant in New Orleans in 1985. The owner, I think his name is Tim Gannon who would own Outback Steakhouse, worked there at the restaurant. So he took that. Mm. Outback was founded in 1988. And, you know, it took a while for it to, like, I don't think I ever went to an Outback until, I mean, it would have been around the early 2000s, to be honest. Um, I mean, the Bloomin' Onion commercials were all over the place in the late 90s. So I kind of feel like it's probably something in the air. Like, it's kind of a new thing. I mean, why else, what else do we explain Spike having a monologue? About the blue mountain. Oh, well, he's mentioned it before on the show okay. twice. Mm-hmm. Insane. Yeah, yeah. This is his thing. This is a TV show Clearly, about Buffy the Vampire. What are we doing? What Clearly, we- a writer has a thing for them. Yes. Apparently. It feels a Jane, like it a Jane Espenson thing. It is kind of funny, though, because I don't think of it as an Outback Steakhouse thing because we always got them at the yeah. fair every summer. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. Bizarre. See, that's some. So I think of them shit. as know, fair right? food that you eat during a rodeo. Oregon wow. Shit. It's definitely Outback 100% all the Oregon's way Oregon's the best state. How's the Fugue State coming along? <laughs> I think I've only had them at Outback Steakhouse once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Huh. I haven't been to Outback in 20 years, probably. Uh, but I would I would love. We went. Sounds that would good. be the time. Blue. What, 20 years ago? No, when we went. That I had the, the Bloomin'. actual, the oh, original, the, the name brand. Bloomin' Onion. Bloomin' brand. Onion. And not an Onion Blossom. Right. <laughs> onion generic. Blossom. Oregon State Fair. Onion, onion Blossom. blossom. <laughs> <laughs> Represent. <laughs> uh, we're both Oh, okay. Steps, my so my last one is that um, the guy was uh, impressed that uh, Caleb knew uh, to, how to push a statue. He pushed the statue to find the secret room in the back there. <laughs> and I was like, no one, not even like a cleaning lady, like pressed against that in... Uh, checks watch, you know, 200 years. I mean, if, if this mm-hmm. is the Santa Barbara one, Santa Barbara was founded on December 4th, 1786. So we're talking old as shit. Now, they're in Gilroy. I get that. But still, we're all, we're talking around the late 1700s. So it's been hundreds of years since someone has pushed against this pretty modern statue. I'm going to call it modern because it is. Somebody put this in <laughs> yesterday. And so it's, it's wild that Caleb would know or anyone would know. Or why is there Greek written in there? I don't, I don't or Latin or whatever. Yeah. Uh, just insanity. Uh, however, I did get on a tangent about uh, St. Barbara, Santa Barbara. I did oh. not realize she is a martyred Christian. She is a, I don't know if she's a child, but she's like a young woman, a young adult, a virgin, of course. That's why they love her. Um, she's still part of the Roman martyrdom. So all the martyrs that were killed during the Roman times. However, I mean, even the Catholic Church was like, uh, the reports of her miracles are overstated. So she is not part of the actual calendar anymore. (laughs) But he named it Santa Barbara because December 4th is the day associated with her. And that's when uh, the priest who who founded, quote unquote, the place, uh, it was on December 4th, 1786. So that's why it's Santa Barbara, St. Barbara. But she is used, uh, wildly enough, she is um, the saint of, uh, like, if you're you're trying to ward off uh, fever and sudden death, lightning and fire, Sudden and violent death at work. The patron of builders, artillerymen, and miners. And she's the she's the patron of um, 
the lightning part because after she died, it was her dad that actually killed her, beheaded her because they were torturing her and, and her wounds were healed because God healed her wounds uh, every night. So every day she would not have any wounds. So they cut her head off and it was her dad who did it. And right after her dad cut her head off, as he was leaving wherever it was, he was struck down by lightning uh, from God. God. So, yeah, so she died, beheaded. Uh, he died. And now um, if you're like an artillery man, you would you know have your little statue of her and you would pray to her i guess or whatever the catholics do and anyways why were they continually continuously torturing this woman because she was a christian this was back in the roman time so if you're a christian it's Uh, like the lions right it's all that kind of stuff so she's part of the roman martyrdom that that there's a a compilation if you will of of people but she's not part of the calendar anymore so she's not actually like i don't know praised or whatever the hell the again i don't know what the catholics are doing here but december 4th is no longer like a saint barbara day like we would for other ones saint patrick or whatever so yeah sure sure so was the the dad cutting her head off supposed to be a merciful thing so they could stop torturing her or is he like i love torturing my daughter let me do the ultimate torture i think for him it seemed that he was uh he was a christian as far as i can as far as i read it seemed that he was a christian but he caved into the authorities and and was like yeah my my girl is not so he's a bad so god is like hey don't you lie you you love me (laughs) you love me you need to stand up for me like your fucking daughter did lightning lightning Lightning. (laughs) exactly (laughs) but gilroy i i I, I didn't catch the gilroy so this all is moot I don't know what's happening in no. Gilroy. Who knows? There might not even be a mission. No, no, there, I, th- I think the whole, th- I think, I don't remember the line, and I could look it up, but I'm not going to, so I'm just going to go off vibes. Um, nice. I think they tried to imply that the stone, that plaque, is even like a thousand years old, That's which insane. makes They did this no with the sense. master. They did this with the master, where it's like, he, no things sense. are so much older. They're, no one's there. No one's fucking no. there, dude. No one's here. <laughs> this is the Spanish. They're the first ones here. 17, 1700s. The late 1700s. Like, what are we even doing? Even if you want to go indigenous people, they're not making stuff with those not materials. Like, no. What the fuck, guys? No. What the fuck, guys? Wow. Okay. Anyway. Let's uh, yell about something else. Like, things that you've noticed ah. because you watched them. Mm. Ooh, seamless segue. That was... <laughs> That was nice. <laughs> Xander Construction Outfit Watch. No, unemployment is definitely coming for him, though. That's going to be nice for him. Can you imagine explaining that to your boss? That's going to be tough. What's this gap in your history here? It says that you were uh, pretty high <laughs> up in this this uh, construction firm. You actually were a foreman. And then there's just, like, nothing after that. Like, oh, yeah, the entire town was um, sunken into, like, a giant sinkhole of evil. So. I think you wouldn't want to admit that because I think that speaks poorly to his building skills That's if the entire true. town fell in. <laughs> Should have withstood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'd have been like, were you the fault of that sinkhole? Not demons. Mm-hmm. It was you. Xander I mean, Harris. he was a little bit. The seal. How'd you lose your eye? Honestly, was that bad practices at the job site or, or not? I mean, what are we doing? Oh, so, Suddenly you're some a very priest? untrustworthy ca- character. You're saying a priest took your eye out, bro? No, I don't think so. I'm this a, sounds I'm big. A, I love St. Barbara. Nobody would ever do that. <laughs> um, Maroon Jacket Watch slash Anya Belt Alert. Uh, no, however, I didn't really look. Anya, we saw Anya. We love Anya. We saw her midriff, but I did not see a belt. If I did, it wasn't oversized, so I don't care. And the jacket. Yeah. Wow. Still no jacket. I will marvel at that on the last episode, how there was no jacket, and that was a made-up thing. In I brain. need stats. 
Uh, there will be no stats because I've stopped caring. <laughs> <laughs> there will be no stats. In fact, I would even argue that there is no jacket. We, we've like never seen it. <laughs> this was made up by us. And it was great. It was great while it lasted. Dawn's piercing screams. Yes, she absolutely yelped when the cop fired the shotgun, which was awesome. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that was it. I mean, she's just not in the episode. It's sad, except she told Buffy to go away, which is fun. Chips Ahoy, I said no. <laughs> but sending Andrew. She had done the, get out, get out, get, get out, out, get out, get out. She did Buffy. Yeah. Now oh, that's what's up. If the show wanted to have a good time, that's what's up. Uh, Chips Ahoy, uh, no. Sending Andrew with Spike is is lunacy, and I fucking love it. It's so good. Um, the Littlest Bad. Here you go, Kelly. No, we didn't see any vampires. Uh, no monsters, just Buffy. So, monster in and of itself. Okay, strap in. Buffy has a personality. Yes, she is completely unblinkered by by Clem eating cats. Doesn't has no reaction at all. Um, Almost (laughs) like she's completely drugged out. It was so weird her conversation with Clem. It's like she didn't really even know him. I think she was just like, (laughs) "Cool, see you later." Awesome. High on cold medicine. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Absolute <laughs> asshole to uh, her best friend Xander I'm in the so hospital uh, with a missing eye, uh, not hanging out, so that she can do research again, research mm-hmm. in heavy quotes um, on the first Caleb, as if the Sunnydale Police Department, the Sunnydale Police Department, has a, has created a dossier <laughs> on Caleb <laughs> on this guy. I yeah. Fucking hate it. We didn't even talk about how stupid that is. That's just <laughs> That's really so dumb. fucking dumb. Okay, Buffy also has zero curiosity when she open. She doesn't even open the dossier on her walk home. She waits until she gets home to open it. I feel like you would open that immediately and be like, "That's garbage. That's garbage. That's garbage. Is this is just blank pieces of paper?" No, of course that <laughs> meant nothing. <laughs> like, so no curiosity. Um, she's very puritanical when it comes to the potentials, right? I mean, like Faith took him out to have a good time. She's like, "You're not allowed to have any fun," um, which I think is, uh, you know pretty crazy and obviously we talked about the bronze operating in and of itself is wild uh she did shout out power so i have to give her some credit here you'll probably bring that up uh bad guys always go where the power is which uh pretty telling because you are now the bad guy uh democracy democracies don't win battles (laughs) says buffy the scholar of the french in algeria i believe democracies did win a war and it was world war ii (laughs) so um a little bit short-sighted on her part uh, Buffy cannot take criticism well. I mean, the whole display, she got told by Dawn to leave, obviously. But, you know, at that point, you kind of have to just bite the bullet and say, <clears throat> okay, I want to help. You guys don't want me here. Yes. But I, <laughs> I have to be the bigger person here. And, um, you know, I don't want to call her petulant or a baby or anything because she doesn't really do that. I kind of thought she would go that route and get really mad or something. I mean, she did throw some insults and stuff, but I don't know. They were kind of dicks to her, too. It was tough. It was an all-around bad uh bad thing for her um and then uh can you follow like we said really great point uh by faith and it's like a great like point for the whole series i think that showing that buffy can follow is an important thing right i I think that would be a good trait for her to have but i'm sure the show will not do that so nope we're going to just go whoop, whoop. reset. Faith almost got everyone killed, and uh, we reinstate Buffy immediately. We, we, Buffy. Ah, we never even liked Faith to begin with. Ah, ah, we never kicked you out of the house. Absolutely terrible. So that's a bad personality. Uh, to Hoffman Watch, uh, I said no. Um, I'm sure that Buffy was wishing that uh, he struck when Anya was berating her. Uh, why wasn't he uh, you know, trying to kill her right then? That would have helped her. Yeah, one of those... Fantastic assassins would have been really Just handy right about Right there, boom, killer. Uh, most valuable weapons, Sunnydale <laughs> cell phones. 
Uh, no, it's unconscionable that nobody would text Buffy that her entire army has gone off to the bra- the bronze. So that's pretty yeah. pretty damning. And fucking Giles, <laughs> did, Giles is just so like. I'm sorry, Buffy, I can't tell you. And then it's like, they went to the bronze. Oh, and he's so sad about it. It's just, it's so he's weird. just haunting the house alone with Don. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh, he's like, I shouldn't tell, but I will. out the window. Know, with his tea. It's awful. Deep That's very thoughts. 10 out of 10 Giles. Uh, Michael Wicket, Amy Gothwatch. No, we didn't really do any magic at all. And no one really did much of anything. Uh, there's too many damn kids in the Summer's house. There are so many extras. So <laughs> many extras. Now. Oh, two less. Two, yeah. two less. Yeah, Molly and unnamed potential dad. Oh, I meant I meant Buffy. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> nice. Damn. Damn. Now that's good. <laughs> but it does not make up for how many fucking extras there are. I've never seen so many people just sitting around in my entire life. They just keep sitting around. They keep proliferating i hate it uh by the way is willow okay i said no of course she is not okay um you're with the inspector uh doing doing giles bidding i think is like really really not great for her i don't think she should be doing that because we're anti-giles at least for a little bit um crying over xander is heartbreaking you know uh crying over xander is heartbreaking like that was really sad um, because they're actually Mm. friends again like i brought up before so it's it's a bummer that Buffy just doesn't have this connection with them. Um, her inability to stand up to Buffy to me, like reinforces what we've said this whole time that they're just not friends. Like I think, um, you know, uh, Obama getting into, um, Willow's face and saying, (laughs) I was like, Obama, Obama getting into Willow's face and just like, you never, you know, why are you defender? I think that's like insane. What a crazy thing to say. I would smack her. And say that you're a child. I mean, okay, there, there's a million things wrong with Kennedy and Kennedy's and Willow's relationship, and we have talked about all of them. But here is yet another giant red flag of don't date this child who just flew off the handle and screamed at you because you wanted to defend your friend for a second, even though you didn't even want... She's got a terrible attitude. Ah, She's so not bad. a good person. So bad. Don't date the child. <laughs> yes, that's what I said. I said, uh, Willow, Faith, Xander, Don, Giles, Spike, Andrew... Obviously, the two of them weren't there, but like they they should all speak up now and silence the children. I mean, obviously, most of them are extras. They're not getting paid to talk, so that's great. Most of them do not have dialogue. Easy. It was great. Um, and, but you should really just shut up the child that Willow is dating. That's number one. Always, <laughs> always stop the child that Willow is dating. It's never a good look for her. Willow, control your child. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that you're dating. Uh, books a million. Yeah, we did. We did see some books. Uh, Giles was looking through them. We had um, magnifying glass because we couldn't just, like, I don't know, hold it closer to our face. Whatever. (laughs) I hate it. As if this, like, engraver is, like, putting the utmost, like, crazy details that you need a magnifying glass. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Streets ahead. I don't think there was. I said I didn't say one way or the other. Did we do another street? Is there any other streets outside no, I think of? It's I, just Maple Court. I think so. In the yeah. winery, we did the same places as before. Yeah. And I said Giles' biggest KO. I do love the turtleneck and the demure attitude, but the windmills, the Don Quixote reference, was really mm. like just so sad. Like him just being like windmills. <laughs> It wasn't no one in particular. It's not up to snuff. And also, just again, Buffy. I should have put that in the personality because she understands the reference. Um, And she just like Mm -hmm. stares at him as if like, like she's like offended or mad or something, or she's just like, what? What are you here? Are you in in the room? Exactly. That's all I got. Are you here? Why are you saying things right now? I'm fighting with fucking faith. So Giles, Giles is tough. I kind of again wish he wasn't in the episode. Stacia's already written it better. It sucks. Pass. Those are your watches. 
And how is poor sweet Xander? Let him know he's in my prayers. And anytime he's willing, I'm ready to finish the job. Oh, what an update. You know, it, the strongest Buffy personality episode possibly ever. It's unfortunate that was all for terrible reasons. Poor Buffy. Which has been pretty on, on point for her uh, for a while now. It's okay. We only have to go through one episode where we pretend like this episode had consequences. And then we're right back to it. So no big deal. Yes. We'll be fine. We will have learned nothing. That's wild. Okay. That's wild. It's so stupid. It's so It's bad. so stupid. Okay. It is finally time to rank this sucker. Willow Hacks, we talk about the net, slash something wicked this way comes. Uh, Willow does some mind control magic. But also, why does Willow use magic to get the police files anyway? Remember when she was a hacker? One demerit for sucking, so she gets a five. She would have gotten a six for using a spell, even though, again, telling the addict who used to mind control her girlfriend to do mind controlling magic, maybe not the best thing, but fine. Four episodes left. Do it. (laughs) Do it. Do everything. Mind control everyone. Fuck it. Turn her into Magneto. Who cares? Uh... Don needs an adult. Ill-advised or not, Don does stand up to Buffy, which would could not have been easy to do because she loves Buffy, and that is a hard adulty type thing to do. But I only give her a six because why did we kick Buffy out of the house? I don't know, whatever. Monster of the week, Caleb again, I guess, because he knocks Buffy out, which is still impressive. But a villain showing up just to go away again is always going to be lame. Uh, and I suppose the monster of the week could be whatever the invisible force is making the citizens of Sunnydale flee in mass. Again. It must be a kaiju just off screen that we can't see. So that's a three for Monster of the Week. Yeah. Uh, power. I didn't do Giles because oh. Giles isn't in the show. Yeah. And he's just a longshoreman that lives in their house now. Uh, <laughs> the power of the mob. A cascading ideas of badness compounded to one big dumb movement. Everybody fleeing Sunnydale and a unifying front that can kick Buffy out of her own house. Seven for power. That's mm-hmm. some strong mojo. You can displace Buffy from her own fucking house through the power of joining in and you can make the uh, high school close through the power of we should leave now right i think we should leave yeah. yes let's everyone leave <laughs> so, seven re- relationship goodness or badness buffy and everyone probably not great but faith in everyone never been better <laughs> five, five. <laughs> <laughs> Rel- oh god episode specific station already got there but it was just so funny faith that we're like mm. maybe face should be in charge. What? <laughs> <laughs> just like <laughs> again, comedy gold. <laughs> just so good. Love Faith. Ten out of ten for Faith. Yeah. All day, every day. Uh, so yeah, this ended up being higher than it it, def- it deserved for sure. But uh, only a thirty-six still yeah. feels real high for this. Thirteen of nineteen for the season. Yeah. Uh, above, get it done, and below, never leave me. Anyway, thirteen of nineteen. Stacia, where did you rake? Yeah, rake. That's fine. Rake this episode. Uh, I put this at 119 out of 141. Yeah, nice and low. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) It's it's below older and far away. Wait, it's below out of my mind and older and far away. Um, and above weight of the world and shadow. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Weight of the world. Correct. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, it still stings because in my memory, I'm like season five is still unimpeachable, but we were. <laughs> I was proven wrong. Very long alleyway fight scene. Oh, that was with what, the, ben, the Ben and Glory one. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Decided this was better than that. Ouch. That's Fair. amazing and true. Yeah. 
correct. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Great stuff. And the plot synopsis, please, please fucking whatever. Uh, everyone flees Sunnydale. Buffy wants to fight Caleb and gets evicted instead. <laughs> True. <laughs> It's accurate. I try to be accurate in my plots. <laughs> it is and it not that useful. Like seven words. <laughs> it took me a lot more than that. I had to write a fake newscast about it. Daniel, where did right. you rank this episode? Uh, I'm so tired of Buffy uh, disengaging as a story tactic that we're doing. I am so tired of the potentials. Are they children or are they an army? The show doesn't know. And we don't even interrogate that question. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Um, I'm tired of Buffy being turned into a heel predictably, but the show like doesn't even go all the way. Like, is she a heel or yeah. are we supposed to empathize with her? I can't tell. Um, I wish I could rate this episode into oblivion. I genuinely really think this is a really <laughs> bad episode of Buffy. The fact that it is the fourth to the end is unconscionable. This is just awful, <laughs> awful, awful stuff. And I, you and thought I, they wouldn't do it to you, <laughs> and they did it to you. <laughs> the only thought I have is that, you know, the reason I probably, I want to put it 137, right, at the very end. I want to bring Killed by Death Damn. up and bring them all up to put it <gasps> underneath. But the only reason why I say that, and, and I, I and I kind of mean it, is that I, I feel bad for season two. It, we I specifically yeah. rag on that season. But what this season does, season seven has so far done for the most part, not everything, because some great episodes are here, has banked on our love of these characters to make us believe that these episodes are better than what they are. And while season two is goofy and some of them are really dumb and we're just getting to know them. This is supposed to, I'm supposed to, I, I should care about these people. There should be something here to hold me. And I, they're banking on seven years worth of our investment into this show. Mm -hmm. And it, there's nothing here. It is just a hollow nothingness that I feel. Unfortunately, the lowest one I have is 91. So it gets to look good. It gets to be amongst the bad boys, forty above uh, the the lows where it should be, and I'm I'm embarrassed by that. So it's tough. But this is gonna. I, who knows what's next? I mean, the the next lowest I have is fifty fifty four. I think so. That'll that'll mm -hmm. be fifty four four and ten. That's where we're at. <laughs> and this season sucks. This season is not good. <sighs> you know, I don't want to be the cynical, but you know, there's a. a chance of what you're saying is totally right and the the writers did kind of callously they're like you're gonna watch it anyway the yeah. Joss like you're gonna watch this anyway You've i think a lot of tv for shows six do years yeah. yeah yeah and you know it's the end so it doesn't matter right like you don't have to keep performing because you don't need to you're not worried about getting picked up who cares no. mm -hmm. so yeah you're gonna see you want to see what happens and even if that is next to nothing yeah and when it does happen it's not good when you like oh, well, your friends it. you like your friends i do enjoy seeing all of them performing it, it really is nice i'm no no complaints for me watching my friends do stuff but i also have other friends that are not the president and um you know her, <laughs> I, where's willow and where's xander where are my friend like my friend friends yeah. i miss them a lot and i just don't think we're ever going to get much of it and anya it was great to see anya and it's like you're gonna die in a minute and it's yep. it's a bummer the whole thing is really really sad what does it say it is not for thee it is for her alone to wield. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, it's really funny that you have the three spots you have left. And I think we all knew this was going to happen in the it end. Lies. <laughs> You're right about lies, my parents. That was the one. The one is the one. And I should have put that one up higher instead of the 20s where I put it. Because I don't think it's going to get better after this. So, Yeah. We'll see. I, I incorrectly said that... Uh, this episode was one they all have sex, but it's the next one. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. But before we get there, Stacia, do you have 54. anything else to say about <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I have two places. <laughs> I don't. 
Oh, uh, you already. I don't. Okay. I, I, I don't. I Daniel, don't. do you have anything to say about Nancy Places? No, I never want to think about this again. <laughs> yes. So please join us next time for everybody having sex. Daniel rating it a 54. Yes. <laughs> or hopefully surprise number four. <laughs> immediately getting kicked out of the leader position. Uh, until then, Stacia, say goodbye. The next episode is called Touched. I know, right? <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Daniel, say goodbye. Ding dong, the podcast is over. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Go- goodbye. <laughs> oh, God. I think you need to brush up on your Buffy and Faith history. Yeah, this one's from someone who just thinks she's a cop. It's my favorite of all my problems. She takes just like a woman. Yes, she does. But not without a price. I'm trying to see your point here, Buff. Yes, she does. But I guess it must be a little bit to my left. Just like a woman. But she breaks just like a little girl. Why bother? Nothing works.